Welcome to the Sarah Lu podcast, hosted by yours truly, Sarah Lu. This is the podcast for female entrepreneurs who want to design a profitable business around the lifestyle they want and make money doing what they love on their terms. Each week, you will learn no fluff tips and strategies to help grow your business, covering topics from sales to marketing to entrepreneurship and more. Let's get started. Hey everyone, and welcome to the Sarah Lo Podcast. I'm so flipping excited today because we have a very special guest all the way from Canada, which we literally have like 16 hours time difference. And she is a side hustler coach for business coaches, and it's none other than Tiff Ching. And I'm really excited, Tiffany, to have you on the show today. I'm super excited. Thanks for having me, Sarah. My pleasure. So you are someone who is, you know, helping side hustlers to grow their business, to grow their sales, and attracting ideal clients as well. Like for those people who are not familiar with you, I've never heard about you before. Like, can you share with us a little bit about who you are, what you do right now in your business? Yeah, for sure. So I am a online business coach, and I specifically help people that are working in a nine-to-five job to start their online businesses as a side hustle. So while they're working their full-time job, grow it to a place where it can replace their corporate income, and so they can finally go full-time with it. And I really got inspired to specifically help this group of people because I know sometimes we're so. Brought up to be ingrained in us, where we have to fit this corporate mold of going to university, getting a good job, getting a good paying salary, and then moving up the corporate ladder. But I think just through my experience of doing this, I feel like there's so many more opportunities for us than doing just that. And so I really want to inspire people to break that corporate mold. I love that. Like while Tiffany is just doing her introduction, I'm like literally nodding my head like constantly. <laughs> So, like, tell me a little bit more about your side hustle journey. Like, how long have you been side hustling, and like, how did you even get started into this concept of, you know, side hustling? Yeah, I think it's such an interesting question. I think I would throw it back to like literally right when I graduated from university. So I actually have my bachelor's of interior design. So wow. I started off, yeah, getting my uh, bachelor's of interior design in university. And I think even in my third to fourth year of university, I just felt like it wasn't something that I wanted to do and something that I wanted to pursue. But at the same time, I was already so deep into it that I was like, okay, I just have to finish it. Like, there's no way that I'm just going to drop out of my program right now.、Mm-hmm. Um, so I ended up graduating and I started working right away in the interior design industry. And the first job that I had was like, like a nightmare. <laughs> it was terrible. So I mean, as someone who was just getting into the workforce, I think we have these like expectations of what it's going to be. Yeah, and it was very far off from what I expected. I was working like sixty to eighty hours a week, which is absolutely insane. Making、yeah. literally peanuts、um, in Vancouver, it's super expensive, and I was making. I think my starting salary was thirty thousand dollars Canadian, which is like 
nothing. <laughs> if you know Vancouver, it's super, super crazily expensive. So I basically was like, holy crap, I need to do something about this because I was so miserable and I would be crying on Sundays because I wouldn't want to go to work on Mondays, which is not how I want to live my life. And so at that time, I decided that I was going to just quit my job with no backup plan um, and just take some time for myself. And during that time, I started to do a lot of personal development, um, read a lot of books. I started to get a lot more into like the mindfulness practice, yoga and whatnot. And then throughout that journey, I ended up finding another full-time job that was not as bad, but also like not very fulfilling. And throughout that job, I actually had a lot of time to do things on the side. And that's when I started to think about, oh, what can I do on the side with all the spare time that I had? And that's when I started to dive into the coaching space because I felt myself like getting out of, honestly, a really dark and miserable place at my other job. And so that always stuck with me and really wanted, like inspired me to inspire other people to do something on the side while they're working in a nine to five job to get them to a place where they can eventually leave. I'm really happy like you took this decision in terms of finding what is best for you in that current situation. And like, it's it's crazy to kind of like reflect back into the journey and like, wow, like this is, this is what it is and how mm-hmm. far I've come because of all of these different lessons that made us to kind of like shift our mindset, shifting that, okay, we can actually create our own reality based on what we actually want to do. So this is something that I'm really curious about side hustle because I personally have never really side hustled before. (laughs) I mean, like the closest to it is when I was actually working nine to five and during the weeknights, I would just um, go to evening schools. I was in a private school and mm-hmm. I had a driving license. So like that was the closest <laughs> of my side hustle, if you will. I'm really curious, like mm-hmm. what is the one common myth about side hustling? Yeah, I think the co- like the biggest myth is that people think that side hustling has to be hard. And I think it's because a lot of people feel like they don't have a lot of time. And because of that, they try to cram, you know, all of these things into the very limited time that they have, but because they already have another thing that's like their main hustle, so either a nine to five job or school, they're literally draining their energy. And then it ends up being like hamster wheel of just feeling stressed all the time, chasing your tail and whatnot, when it really doesn't have to be that hard. Like you're able to just take incremental action every single day. And yes, you're not growing as fast as people that might be currently doing this full time, but you don't have to make it hard for yourself. It should be something that is actually fun and it should be fueled from passion and a place of like wanting to make a bigger impact than just grinding it out and making money from it. Love that. Love that. Okay. I'm going to pick your brain a little bit more moving on because I really want to know like the in and outs in terms of like how to actually start a side hustle because a lot of like articles that I've transformed to it's more of like okay like this is what you can do but like before we actually go into the specifics I just want to kind of like share a like the real set of things more so of like the tough love <laughs> if you will but um yeah. how long have you been site hustling hustling for again so I officially launched my business June of 2019 
Okay. But it's actually really interesting because I'm going to go on a little bit of a tangent, but I've technically been side hustling now for probably over two and a half years. Wow. So I was like, when I was at that job that I was talking about before, where I was like, just trying to figure things out, that's when yeah. I actually decided to hire my first business coach. And then that's when I like actually dove a lot more into the online business space. But I tried like, I think three to four different niches. So I bounced back from so many different things until I finally landed on what I'm doing now. Awesome. I yeah. love that. I love that. And like in terms of, you know, this this entire experience, what what do you think what do you think is a common reason that causes people to just give up on a side hustle? Like this is the kind of like I just kind of like want to be real as much as possible in terms of like the reality, like the ins and outs, because it seems really glamorous on the outside and like, oh, look what I'm doing in my spare time. But I believe it's more than that. Like, what, what do you think is the reason that people actually just, you know, give up so easily on the side hustle? Mm -hmm. I think it's just that, like, number one, to be quite honest, is that they just expect that success is going to happen overnight. Yeah. They expect that, oh, if I post one Instagram post, I'm going to get a client. If I post one podcast episode, if I launch a podcast, I'm going to get consistent 10K months. Mm -hmm. And it just doesn't happen like that. And a lot of other side hustlers and me included, I think we compare ourselves to people that are doing this full time. And because of that, we fall into this comparisonitis. And then that actually discourages us from continuously yeah. just pushing forward through it every single day. And then that leads to procrastination. And that leads to just giving up and not doing it. And honestly, just going through burnout. And I've definitely experienced that myself too, where I was comparing myself to a lot of people mm -hmm. and then I just gave up because I was like, I just can't do this anymore. <laughs> so yeah. I, okay. So here's the thing, like before we actually get on with like how to actually start side hustling, like for people mm -hmm. who are listening and they really want to kind of like either to do something that they love on the side or making money um, doing what they love. What is one advice we should give to them right now? if they're in a current situation where they're like, man, it's so hard, it's so challenging, and I really don't know what to do at this point right now. Like, what, what would you be your advice for them? Because you have been hustling for a really long yeah. time. <laughs> it's, it's gonna be something that sounds so cliche, yeah. but I think it's honestly something that has kept me going, and it's really just to start. Like, you just have to start, mm -hmm. right? Because if you're, especially if you're in a place where you're, in a job that you absolutely hate and you know that you want to start a business but you never start you're always going to be stuck in that position where you're going to be just going to a nine to five maybe it's a nine to nine sometimes you know my day is yeah. like that too, where it's like crazy hours and you're never going to get anywhere you just really have to start and be consistent with it and know that over time as you put more work into it and as you become more consistent and you learn from a lot of the mistakes that you might make in the very early stages, it's going to end up being kind of like a snowball effect mm -hmm. where, you know, you have a win that happens and then you get super excited about it. And then it just like drives you to like move a little bit more forward. And then you just like keep going and keep going yeah. and keep going. And then it just ends up like just blossoming into this like really beautiful and amazing thing that is so exciting and it's something that you can look forward to to supplement maybe like a really crappy job that you're at 
Mm-hmm. nothing changes if nothing changes, right? Exactly. Yeah. And so like tying back to what I was saying before, where I literally tried like three to four different niches before I ended up where I am. And so I technically have launched my business like a few times, but I never ended up getting clients because it just wasn't what I wanted to do. But if I didn't try it, then I would have never known. Right. So yes, it's taken me like um, a year and a half to get to where I am right now, or even more than that. But because I took the action to do it now, I'm at a place where I'm like, holy shit, like I'm actually super like passionate about what I'm doing, but it's all because I just took the action to start in the first place. Mm -hmm. And what would you say, like in terms of for someone who is currently in a really rough patch in you know, they're nine to five with your side hustle and they are working really hard. You know, they're putting a hundred percent effort and energy into their side hustle and they're just not maybe, you know, getting the results they're looking for in terms of getting clients or, mm-hmm. um, you know, not making money and it's just making them feel really miserable. And they're like, kind of like, oh man, should I just give up and just, you know, the side hustle wouldn't work for me. Like, what would you say the easiest or like the simplest action steps that they can actually implement into their practical um, life? Practical life? Is that a word? <laughs> practically, <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> do you know what I mean? So yeah, what would you suggest them to do if they're kind of like struggling right now, what is the first thing that it can do? Yeah. So I think this is probably not what people want to hear, but I'm going to say it anyways, because this is something that I've actually experienced over the past few months. Um, and that is to actually focus on your mindset. So I know you're like a huge mindset. Yes. <laughs> super, super passionate <laughs> about mindset, but I think a lot of people who start side hustles, they focus a lot on the strategy side of things. So they think that if I spend more time doing this thing, then this is going to drive the needle in my business forward, right? If I put more content out there, if I talk to more people, then I'm going to make sales. Mm -hmm. But what I've learned over time and just from doing this, like side hustling for quite a long time is that the energy that you put out to what you're doing is super, super important. So if you are extremely exhausted, just like chasing your tail and very stressed out and you're on Instagram stories or like you're messaging people being like, Hey, like, how's it going? You know, like people can see through that and they can see through the fact that you're honestly just trying to be desperate and just trying to be pushy. But if you come from a place where, you know, your mindset is right and you're at a place where you're just excited to work on your business and you are really confident with what you have to offer, other people can also sense that. And I know it's a little bit woo-woo, like, trust me, I currently work in digital marketing, so I am definitely not like a super woo-woo person. I'm like very (laughs) data-driven. But it's honestly so crazy because I've started to work on my mindset for the past two months or so. Um, and it has made a world of a difference. I've actually had more clarity in my business because I've done that work and it's way more clarity than I would have gotten from going through a spreadsheet or going through a course or hiring a mentor. All of it is just focusing on my mindset and making sure that the energy that I put out there is actually like good, good energy. Does that make sense? I love that. that. Yes, yeah. and it's so important. I love the fact that you mentioned about mindset and the energy because it's 
it, people might think that, oh, it's just a text. It's just a message. But mm -hmm. it, I don't even know how to put it in the right words, but people can actually feel the energy into that text message. It's just yeah. crazy. It's so, really crazy. <laughs> right. And like, okay, so when you, when you shared with us in terms of like, you have been working on your mindset, like what exactly like you have done in terms of working on your mindset? Mm -hmm. So I have been adopting this practice where I actually like alternate journaling and reading. So I've used to like try to force myself to journal every single day and force myself to read every single day. But as a side hustler, you know, time is something that is just limited. Like that's just fact. Yeah. <laughs> like I don't have 50 hours a week to work on my business and my mindset. So what I've been doing is I actually alternate. So one day I will read something that doesn't have to be re related to business, just something that I want to learn more about. And then the next day I'll journal. And then the next day I'll read. And then, you know, I just keep alternating. <clears throat> and that allows me to make sure that I focus on learning and focusing on my mindset at the same time. Um, and something that I've actually experienced recently is um, something called time techniques. I don't know if you've heard of it before, but it's a modality of NLP, which is neuro-linguistic neuro programming. Yeah. And I'm not super like, I don't know, knowledgeable about it, but I have started to dive a lot more into it because it's something that's super interesting. But part of a group coaching program that I was part of, um, there was a co-coach that did a time techniques practice on me where you basically imagine yourself on this timeline and you think back to, you know, like what you're currently struggling with right now <clears throat> and your subconscious mind will pinpoint like where it is on your timeline. It might be even before you were born where this belief like sparked or triggered and mm -hmm. Because of that, it's manifesting into your physical reality now. Even like your like, thoughts are just kind yeah, of like into reality. 20, 20 years later. So for me, like my event happened when I was like 10 years old. And that was when my parents got divorced. And it didn't occur to me that, yeah, you too? That's crazy. Yeah. yeah. So it didn't like occur to me that a lot of the limiting beliefs that I had around like my, my business were actually stemmed from when I was like 10 years old. Mm -hmm. So it's been mind blowing to just like see that connection and be able to like recognize it. And it's honestly like the word that I'm using is like, I just feel free. And it's so crazy that like, I've never thought that like mindset could be such a big part of growing a business because I've always thought like it has to be strategy. I need to make sure same. my same. Oh my goodness. Same. Instagram caption. It's right. But no, it's not at all. So yeah, it's been a pretty crazy like wake up call for me, honestly. Wow. I love that. Well, I've actually done a very similar approach in terms of, I mean, it's, it's more of like digging into your limiting belief and just kind of like diving deep down and asking yourself, okay, where do you, where, where do I think this belief is actually rooted from? And most times are actually, you know, triggered by past events that are during our childhood that we probably don't remember. Actually we do. It's just that we need to, you know, do some kind of like digging into yeah. our thoughts, right? It's the subconscious. Like the, yeah. I, I, I read somewhere that like, I think the subconscious mind, like 
is responsible for like, I don't know, like 90 plus percent mm-hmm. of just mm-hmm. like your, your thoughts and stuff. And I think yeah. it's just so fascinating because like consciously, like I know that this event happened and I know that it was a huge triggering moment for basically how I am now, but I never thought that, you know, this event would subconsciously affect me on a lot of different levels as well. Mm-hmm. So it's been insane. <laughs> yeah. I've been wow. focusing a lot on just mindset work and yeah, it's, it's been mind blowing. <laughs> I would, okay. So I would really love to hear from your perspective in terms of journal, because I journal a lot as well, but for someone who, you know, has never really thought about like journaling could help with the mindset. Like what would you suggest them to write? Because it's like journal, but how, what, what should I even write? Do you know what I mean? Yeah, I actually, I journal a lot about like what I'm currently struggling with. So I think a lot of people journal their like future self, Mm. but I actually find that a lot of the times when I'm just so bogged down at my nine to five and also in my business that I don't really have the time to reflect on what has happened today, like whether it's good or bad. So I actually use my journaling as an opportunity for me to just download all of the information and things that have happened like in my head onto paper. Yeah. And that honestly just helps me like feel like it's like, okay, like if something negative happened, it just feels like it's at least it's out now. Mm-hmm. You know, it's not in my head anymore. Um, but I do also use the five minute journal um, Ooh, where wow. it's it literally that. only takes five minutes a day. Um, the top part is for the morning and the bottom part is for the evening. And one of the questions is like, what would make today great? And you list out like, you know, some of the things that you would um, want to happen to make today an awesome day. And then the other one is like an affirmation. So I am blah, blah, blah. So like a lot of the times I'll say like, I am like fearless or like I am a successful business owner or I am out of my nine to five and doing my business full time. And even though it's only like five minutes in a day, at least I'm still doing it, you know, every other day or every other day to really just get me in my mindset when I'm feeling down. I love that. So basically, if I were to put myself into a side hustle shoes, and I'm currently struggling with like, you know, balancing time and nine to five and my side hustle that I'm not seeing amazing results just yet. And I, you know, listen to this podcast, and I'm like, okay, I'm gonna try out journaling. So would I be writing down like my struggles, for instance, that, you know, it has been, I've been working on my side hustle for X months now, and I'm not seeing results, and it's making me really miserable, blah, 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 blah. And then what, what, what comes after that? So like, after I've generated out my feelings, my thoughts, and how, how would I feel? And what would then be the next step to actually carry on from that? Because it's like a mm. journey. Mm-hmm. I then a lot of the times I'll focus on like that future self. So I'll always do like a download of like now, like my reality. And then I will journal about like what I want to, I don't want to say the word achieve because sometimes I I just don't like that word because I feel like we're not like really, it's not like achieving anything, but just like kind of the, how, how do I explain it? Like the dream that I want or like, you know, the lifestyle that I want to live. And it allows me to make this connection of, okay, so this is what I'm currently struggling with with right now, but this is what I'm already currently doing to get me to that goal. Yeah. And then I can kind of see like the bridge and the gaps of like what I need to be doing in order to get me to those goals. I love that. I love that. It's just kind of like looking into the current situation right now and like, okay, 
what can I do from now on? Like mm-hmm. what is serving me and just having, you know, the perseverance to continue the journey despite um, the downs, you know, because it's, it's live, it's business. Like no matter mm-hmm. how successful, quote unquote, everybody's journey, everybody's, everyone's journey is unique yeah. and different. And it's, it's, it's a beautiful process. Yeah. And the thing is like a lot of the times I feel like when you write things down, you're actually like, you don't realize how far you're act like you're actually are in your journey. Mm. And you don't realize that the gap between now and your goals are actually not as far as you think they are. Oh, I love that. Yes. I love yeah. that because I just remembered one of my clients were like, I've been working on this, but I'm not seeing results. And, um, you know, like, it, it, like I'm not achieving my goal, right? Just that's what you said. It's not about achieving. That's not the end point. Mm-hmm. But still, like when we actually look back into our, like, you know, what we have done, how far we have come, like we often forget, like, man, I've achieved a lot. I know you don't like that word, but yeah, we have, you know, come a long way. Yeah, <laughs> it's true. Like, I feel like we're always so hard on ourselves. Yeah. And we think that we haven't done anything, mm-hmm. but, you know, even just, if you just even put yourself out on social media today, like put that first Instagram story out, that's already doing something. And it's one step closer for you to get yourself to that goal, Right compared to if you just sit around and just like end up scrolling through Instagram instead and not taking action, then you're really like now two steps behind. Mm -hmm. So it's really just like every day, like making sure that you take those like small actions. And in a sense, like they just end up being like a compound effect and they just keep multiplying. Love that. Love that. Okay. So if y'all listening to this right now and you're kind of like struggling, um, going through a really uh, hard time per se, try this out as per what Tiffa shared and, you know, <laughs> DM one of us, tag us, on, tag us on Instagram stories and let us know how it went down for you. Um, that would be amazing to kind of like see that, you know, this specific tip has helped you. So mm-hmm. I want to talk about like actually starting a side hustle. So like for someone who is, you know, currently working nine to five or they are schooling, mm-hmm. what would you give to them in terms of like the first action steps? Because I'm, I'm very like, I need someone to tell me like, okay, what is it <laughs> that I need to do? So yeah. I'm asking on my listeners behalf. <laughs> yeah. So I think a lot of the times, like we try to reinvent the wheel when it doesn't have to be so complicated. So my first action step that I would tell your listeners to do if they're thinking of starting a side hustle is to first list out all of the things that they know that they are naturally good at. So things that just come really naturally to them, things that people always ask them, oh, can I pick your brain on this one thing? Because a lot of the times that is probably a really big indicator that that is something that is a huge strength of yours that you don't even recognize. Mm-hmm. But there's a reason why people are asking you to pick your brain because it's an expertise that you have that other people might not. Mm-hmm. So it's really just like not reinventing the wheel and trying to come up with like a business idea that is super, super far off. Because again, time is something that is really limited. 
And a lot of the times I find that what you are naturally good at are also things that you really enjoy doing and that you're passionate about. I love that. Yeah. So making a list of all of that and then categorizing certain things into like bigger, I guess, like categories or like niches. And then from there, you can test and try out different niches or different categories within some of your strengths and see whether or not you can help someone with a current, like a problem or struggle that they have. So I always recommend people that are side hustling to do service-based businesses because they can leverage their strengths. They can leverage their past experiences. And most of the time, the people that you want to help are a past version of yourself. Yes, I love right? that so much. Yes. So even for me, like I'm helping side hustlers now, and that's because I also went through side hustling, and that's why I want to help other people get out of this nine to five grind and to start a side hustle and then go full time. So yeah. really think about like, are there things that you've experienced in your life that you've been able to make like see a transformation, or are there things that you're naturally good at that you really just want to help people and teach people? Okay, so let's just say that. Okay, I'm just, again, putting myself into a site hustle or aspiring site hustle <laughs> shoes. Um, so I'm currently working nine to five, right? And I've done the step. I've listed down my interests, my passions and my skills and everything. And I was like, okay, copywriting is, it seems like it's a path that I could u- really use um, my expertise on and experiences. So copywriting, it's what I have decided to site hustle what's next like what where to go where to actually go from that mm-hmm. I would say it's definitely to do market research so it's really to understand like your current like your customer what they're currently struggling with the goals that they have and essentially I think Sarah you probably talk about this a lot essentially your service is the bridge between the gap between where they're at right now and their goals essentially Mm -hmm. So a lot of the times, like we can make assumptions that people need this service, but it's not until we actually talk to real people and actually understand like, this is what they're deeply struggling with right now. And to really get into like, not in a negative way, but like to understand the pain. Yeah. Like where are they at right now? And why are they so stressed out or frustrated with where they're at right now? And then doing the market research, maybe like you can do a market research survey, post it into Facebook groups. It works super, super well. Post it on Instagram if you have a community there already. And then actually jump on calls with these people and talk to them. Because what I find is a lot of the times, people who fill out surveys like on the computer versus just talking to you like in, not in person, but like, I guess via Zoom. I don't a lot like of times, <laughs> sorry. They- <laughs> They like, they say very different things. Yeah. Um, So what's really interesting is that at my nine to five, we actually, like we have a division that's behavioral science and it's really understanding like human behavior. Mm. And something that I've learned is that what people say they will do, they don't actually end up doing. Especially if it's not like somewhere, something that's like completely like moderated, where if you just type something like, it doesn't really get to that pain as much. Like a lot of the times you can just say like, oh, I'm struggling with making 10K months or something like that. But when you actually get like on a call with someone and ask them like, what about this is is making you feel this way? Or how are you going to 
like what or what are some of the action steps that you're going to take in order to get you to those goals you can really like dive a lot deeper into the different layers because i think consciously like they'll think that this is what they're currently struggling with but subconsciously there's probably a lot of other layers and things that are causing them to feel a certain way so market research is like super super valuable in understanding your customer and then from there you can actually take what they're saying and literally like put it on your sales page right mm. like they're literally giving you the answer obviously not like word for word obviously like restructure it <laughs> a little bit but at the same time you can use the language that your customers um, or potential clients are using on sales pages on your like social media posts and you know just any content that you're producing and essentially all of the content you're producing are going to be small solutions to get them to that end destination Mm-hmm. I love that. I, I'm like so into like validating and really understanding like the ideal client or um, potential clients, their language and their messaging. But in 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 case like for people who kind of like you know want to kind of like start small, baby steps, and all of that stuff, would you recommend like to go on? say freelancing sites using the example I gave earlier on with copywriting would you recommend for someone to start small um taking the baby steps to go on freelancing sites and take up possible site gigs Mm -hmm. I think it really depends on like what your like goal is Mm -hmm. right because what I find is that like if you take small jobs like on Fiverr or on Upwork like a lot of those a lot of those things aren't as scalable Versus if you know that your goal is to go full time with your business, you also want to make sure that, you know, the services that you're offering right now allow you to be able to quickly replace that income so that you can go full time with it. Instead of focusing on, let's say, you know, $200 jobs on Upwork or like a $20 ebook, let's say that you write for copywriters, it's a lot harder to scale. And if your goal is to actually go full time with it, I think it's a lot easier for you to start off with high ticket offers because you're able to sell like, let's say a $2,000 or $3,000 offer. And that might be enough for you to replace your corporate income. For a lot of people, that might be what they need to do, right? And even though it's like, it might take a lot more time to develop that, the ROI that you get is a lot bigger. And sometimes you know, selling a $20 ebook versus selling a $2,000 package is the same difficulty. Like it's still going to be challenging to sell this type of product, whether it's a high ticket price or like a lower ticket price. Mm -hmm. Okay. So when it comes to depending on one's goal, for instance, so if let's say person A is currently working nine to five and would just love to get some side income, um, then it's it's okay. Like it would be good mm-hmm. to actually go on freelancing sites and just take up side gigs, earning a couple of hundred dollars here and there. Whereas for someone, say person B, who is like, okay, like I want to start somewhere. I want to start my site hustle, and eventually my goal is to replace or matching up to you know my nine to five mm-hmm. um, salary, and then keep on growing from there. So it's about really depending on what person what this person wants. Mm-hmm. right exactly and then if you go like the person b route you're also setting yourself up for success when you decide to go full-time with it because you might already be working with people one-on-one and 
working with those people, you might get some feedback. And then from there, maybe you want to do a group coaching program or maybe a course or, you know, all of these different things. So it was really setting yourself up to scale your business uh, with that person B route. And that's like what I typically recommend a lot of my clients to is because a lot of people just want to leave their nine to five. I don't think a lot of people nowadays want to stay in corporate and just grind out in this regular corporate life. They really want to aspire to be that digital nomad or, you know, the laptop lifestyle of being able to travel to Bali or travel to Europe and like just work out of their laptop. So I think in that way, like when you scale high ticket programs and then once you leave, you can end up diversifying your income. You're able to scale it in a much more sustainable way as well. Mm, okay. So this is really interesting because it really depends on what you want, mm-hmm. right? Depending on what where you want to go. And then there are really different options that you can take on. Exactly. Mm. So yeah. what would you say to someone, um, you know, like, what do you, what do you wish that you, you know about side hustle? Like you didn't really thought about and you're like, oh, this is, <laughs> this is what it, <laughs> do you know what I mean? Yeah. I think the one thing that I wish I would have known before I started is like how to navigate through like telling other people about it. Mm. Yeah. Because I think for me, when I first started my side hustle, I would tell people that it's just like a passion project or like a little, you know, small thing that I do on the side. But in my head, it was a much bigger vision. It wasn't just something that I'm spending like two hours on on this day and then like some days on the weekends. Like it was something that I, that I was consistently working on. So it was hard for me to like tell people that I actually have a business. I actually have a company. It's not just like a dinsy little like, (laughs) you know, like passion project or like a side project that I'm doing. And then I think the other thing that I wish I would have known is like how to navigate through telling my employers about it. Um, I've been really lucky that both of the employers that um, I worked with ever since I started my business have been really flexible with it. But I've had clients where, their boss is like, you can't start a side hustle at all. It really depends yeah. on the company. Employer. Yeah. Uh, so I think I, I'm like kind of lucky in that sense, but I think my advice for a lot of people when they're first starting out is like, really ask your company, like if they're okay with it. And what I told my client is that honestly, like her goal is to leave her, um, her full-time job and to go full-time with her business. And I was like, do you care more about your business or do you care more about your full-time job? And she was like, obviously my business. And so she put in her resignation and was like, peace out. I'm leaving. But it's like a really hard conversation to have. So I think like mm-hmm. my advice for people that are starting out is like, it's really to understand like what you want it kind of ties back to what we were saying before. Like there's a lot of people that are super successful with just doing their side hustle on the side for fun. And like, will continuously do that until they retire probably. Mm -hmm. And then there's this other camp of people where they know that they want to go full time with it. And if that is the case, obviously like social media is a really big part of building an online business nowadays. So 
it might be difficult if you're wanting to scale your business, but you're not able to talk about it. And all of your employers are also following you like on Instagram and social media oh, and stuff. Yeah, true. Yeah. So it's like really just like making sure that you actually get that go ahead and okay first, because it honestly makes it a lot lighter for you in a sense where you can actually show up and be yourself instead of just like hiding. Stuff in, stuff yeah. In yeah. I have this like little passion project that I do. <laughs> I love that. Transparency is the best policy, mm-hmm. isn't it? Exactly. So, okay. Like you have been site hustling for a really long time, close to three years. Like what are some, like, do you have a self-care routine in terms of like keeping yourself sane? Because, you know, it's like, I presume it's, it's a really challenging moment to, you know, balance nine to five and your business at the same time as well. Like, what do you do? Like, do you have a routine or something like that? Yeah, for sure. So I will be first to admit that I have not been very good at this. (laughs) Um, When I first started my business, I think I was very much in this like, hustle mode Mm -hmm. of just like pumping out content like doing things every single day and just like grinding super super hard to a point where I actually burnt out and I stopped working on my business altogether and this was before I launched the business that I'm I'm currently doing but I ended up taking like two months of vacation and just literally didn't do anything and just like kind of like I don't know vegetated But I think that was a really big wake up call for me to know that, you know, the next endeavor that I have in my side hustle, I need to make sure that it's actually sustainable. And so what I've actually started to do and something that's been really fun is that I've actually started to go to dance class. Ooh. Yeah. So I've actually never danced. I mean, I danced when I was younger, but I was not very good at it. Um, But I think I was always very fixated on like doing a lot of like high intensity um, like workouts because I wanted to make sure that I was staying fit and like I was getting toned and all of that. And what I realized, and I actually went to nutrition school for like almost a year. And what I learned from that is that when you're already in a high stress environment and you're doing workouts that are also high stress, it actually makes you even more stressed. So yeah, Wow, yeah, I didn't crazy. know about that. Because I thought yeah. it's like going high, like hit um hit workout, it's like releasing like what do you call it? And endorphins? And yeah. Right. Yeah. Okay, I just want to make sure I'm using the right word. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. So it's super interesting. So when I learned that, I was like, okay, like I still want to make sure that I'm actively moving my body. What can I do that <clears throat> I'm still able to have fun and like release some of the stress and For me, it was like, yeah, I'm just going to try going to a dance class. And I fell in love with it. And like, it's like my, the one day a week where I get super like just excited because I'm like, every Thursday it's happening. It's like, it's dance class time, you know? So yeah, I think it's just like finding different things in your life that are fun for you. And that don't necessarily have to be attached to work at all. So a lot of the times, like I think journaling is great. But at the same time, a lot of the times when you're journaling, it's still, it still has this association to work. So instead, doing something that is just completely different, whether it's going for a walk or just like literally sitting on your sofa and watching Netflix for half an hour and giving yourself the grace and the permission to do that every now and then 
is going to make sure that you're way more sustainable in your business. Mm -hmm. So it's basically doing things that makes you happy and, you know, like just taking some time off because, you know, if we were to work nine to five and then working on site hustle and then like just, you know, doing it as a daily routine, Mm -hmm. it makes it no wonder that one is going to get burnt out or get really overwhelmed. So would you like even, would you say that even half an hour once a week doing something that they love or even daily whatsoever mm-hmm. would help to totally yeah yeah so I think for me like I've always I love watching videos on YouTube I'm gonna go on a tangent but like people <laughs> who like talk about like self-care routines and you know um like journaling practices and whatnot and I love that I just sometimes I just literally don't have the time to do that and that's why I've been like alternating my reading and my journaling but I found myself actually feeling even more stressed out because I felt like I had to do it because other people were doing it and when I broke myself out of that like mold I was like okay what do I really want to do right now and it's always been yoga and dancing and so that's that was like my answer to be like you know what every single week I'm going to go to yoga I'm going to go to dance and even if it's just once or twice a week that is enough for me to look forward to something the next week yeah. and know that it's coming and also enough for me to just feel sane for, for the rest of the week. I love that. Like each to its own, right? Like it doesn't necessarily mean that, oh, self-care needs to be, I don't know, say journaling or meditating or cooking whatsoever. Like mm-hmm. just do what makes you feel happy. And you know, that's it. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> love that. Okay, cool. So this episode you definitely has you know gave us a lot of insights in terms of you know how to um some of the common struggles and myth about site hustling and for someone who is thinking to start one what are the first action steps they can take and of course like taking care of our body our mind when it comes to balancing so I love, love, love chatting with you about this episode. So what is next? What is next for you and your business? Any, anything exciting? For sure. So I am going to probably go full time with my business in 2020. So it's super exciting. <laughs> yeah. So I've, I've obviously I've been side hustling for a while now. And I think it's just this like pull and like urge to just go full time with it because I'm just so passionate about helping like other side hustlers, but because of the limited time, it's really hard for me sometimes to serve as many people as I want to and do all these like other things. Like I want to do like events and I want to do, you know, like more speaking engagements and like inspire other people to really just join this movement. But it's really hard to when you're just confined to a few hours every single week. So that's definitely um, on the horizon for 2020. Um, And I've also been thinking about starting another like side hustle. (laughs) Look at you go, man. (laughs) Um, I won't I won't say what it is because it's still like very, very early stages, but I will say that it's not going to be related to like online coaching or online business at all. It's, or it, it might be an online business, but it might be more of like a product based thing, but it's going to be very like separate from what I'm doing um, in my side hustle right now. But 
I'm super excited about it. It's been like on my mind now for so, so long. And I'm like, I just have to do it (laughs) because if I don't do it now, someone else is going to do it. (laughs) Okay. You're going to tell me this, what you're looking on. Yeah, I'll tell you. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. So guys, please go follow Tiffany for anything, side hustle, her tips, her strategies, and all the ins and outs behind the scenes of her business. So where can people find you and connect with you and learn everything about side hustling? For sure. So I typically hang out on Instagram. Um, you can find me at it's Tiff Chang. Um, you can also find me on LinkedIn. I hang out on LinkedIn a lot just because a lot of people that are side hustling are working a full-time job. So I hang out on LinkedIn quite a bit. Um, I also have a podcast called the Side Hustler Podcast, which we will be interviewing Sarah very soon hey, on yeah. it as well. <laughs> uh, where else? I think that's it. <laughs> Sometimes I have like all of these like channels that I'm on and I'm like, what else is there? But no, those are like the three primary places that I hang out. Awesome. I'm going to leave all her social media platforms in the show notes. So if you want, you can definitely go check it out and find out all about the scoops, her updates, everything about site hustling because she's like literally the site hustle queen. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> okay, awesome. So I have this little bonus question and it's something that I ask everyone even in my real life like I ask my partner does like every few months literally Hmm. what does success the word mean to you this is such a great question um success to me is not something that's monetary it's really just being happy with what you have because I think a lot of people have this like dream of making multiple six figures, seven figures in their business, but they're freaking miserable. Mm -hmm. So for me, success is really just having enough, like having enough essentially to just satisfy my needs in terms of like my lifestyle, like the travel that I want to do, growing my business and whatnot. And just knowing that enough is enough and I don't need like a crap ton of money to feel happy and successful and that just my happiness itself and being able to ensure that I'm able to take care of my family and my friends and whatnot that is success to me just making sure that everyone in my bubble and surrounding me is also happy I love that that's the same for me as well just being happy and doing what we love that's it yeah it doesn't have to be so complicated (laughs) yes all right (laughs) thank you so much for sharing all the tips and strategies with us and thank you for coming on the show yes you guys and that's it i will see you guys in the next episode bye guys bye guys (laughs)